Uh, it's intro to the Africa update. Africa Sipo Mantula chooses the music. Africa, was that your choice today? Jumbo Africa, John, and a refreshing morning to our listeners. Indeed, John, we need peace in the African continent. Uh, looking at DRC, looking at uh, Middle East, looking at Somalia, uh, we're looking at the Sahel region in our own country as well as mm. we're on the eve of. Uh, Reconciliation Day, John. We need peace and we need love in this continent. Yeah, we're doing Buck Thursday. We're doing Buck Friday first. So let's fuck. Uh, <laughs> it is a sports day. It's a sports day as well. But it is from soccer, <laughs> cricket, okay. netball, John. That that is the power of sports, you know. Do you think this you know, in in like fifty years or twenty years time there'll be another advocate or you'll still be on the radio and say, let's go back in history. There was on the fifteenth of December we had a public holiday for the Springboks winning the World Cup. Yeah, I think so, John. We are the first multiplier. Our coming generation, our children's children, they are listening. Uh, the children of SAFM are listening. They will pick up the baton from all of us. All right, you, let's talk. Where are we starting? The DRC, what is happening? Uh, John, you remember it's five days uh, before the elections in the Democratic Republic of Congo. This morning we are just looking at, uh, we are analyzing the President Felix Tsesekedi. Has he delivered? I mean, he has he delivered enough to win a second term? Looking at Tsesekedi coming to power in 2019 uh, after the passing of his father, uh, you'll recall that it was a critical moment in 2019, uh, going on with Martin Fayula Kabila leaving the office. Now, Joseph, I mean, uh, Felix Tsesekedi. Uh, John, if you look at him, he's got challenges in terms of the issue of insecurity, repression, and the state of siege in the Eastern DRC. He's got challenges that he had to face in this past five five years. Poverty and uh, corruption in that country, COVID-19, Ebola, uh, having to deal with the file of Kabila in terms of embezzlement of funds or bribery that they were taking in the mineral sector. Free education, John, and uh, economic issues in the DRC it was one of his challenges that he has to go to the IMF and ask money to fund a, a education program. And finally, John, I'll say others are saying, is he staying or is he going? Mm-hmm. Because he have uh, contestants like Moisi Katumbi, Martin Fayula is back also. So this elections five days from now, John, they'll be highly contested in the uh, Horn of Africa or what we call the Great Lakes, not the Horn, actually, the Great Lakes, uh, Dr. Congo. I call it Dr. Congo, John, without a remedy <laughs> or without any medicine. <laughs> it's it's such a big country. It's so wealthy. You, you, you wish the DRC would be one of the powers of Africa. Very well. Even our load shading to have assisted us with the Inga Dam. I've been there, John. Twenty-six yeah. provinces. You know, when you think oh. of DRC, the the spirit of Lumumba still prevails there. The spirit of Professor Ernesto Wamba Duwamba still prevails there. Uh, your Papa Wemba, you know, spirit of samba music and kwasa kwasa, it still remains uh, when you think of DRC. Congo Basin, when I say to you, John, should have been the one providing electricity, hydropower mm. of the water that will have electrified Africa. In South Africa, we had some relations. Maybe 30 years later, they will give us the files. What happened with the Inga Dam project? Then what is happening in Senegal? It's uh, courts coming to the rescue again. It come to rescue of the troubled politician Osman Sunku. He went on a hunger strike. He's back on the electoral roll, and that is the Senegalese judge ordering that he must be returning to the uh, voters' roll. Osman Sunku. Uh, remember, he has been going on for some time in the trial, uh, and then he, his candidacy was not confirmed for the elections of uh, next year uh, in Senegal. Now, Usman Sunku is back, uh, John, in the electoral uh, uh, voters' roll, and as well, he will campaign as a, a candidate uh, against. 
against uh, President Makisali, who was the former chairperson of the African Union. Uh, we talk about justice turning slowly, advocate, but what in Rwanda, it's, we're still facing charges from 1994. Yeah, you know, Suthen Munyamani, he's facing a trial in in, uh, in Paris since 29 years of the Rwanda genocide, a 60-year-old former doctor. Um, he says that, John, in his um, uh, appearance before the courts this week, that he wanted to, uh, he said he wanted to save the Tutsi people. He didn't want to kill them. That is his uh, view. And this trial will go on until the 19th of this month. Mm-hmm. It's a very interesting trial. You know that there were some fugitives of Rwanda who were hiding in this country as as well, they had to be uh, to face those trials. That uh, Kagame is not missing his words; he's dealing with those people. And for our listeners, they will recall uh, 2015, we had the International Criminal Tribunal for Rwanda, which was looking at the issues of genocide. John, these are the most painful moments when you think of Rwanda. But it's a very developing country; uh, it's a very clean country. When you talk of cleanness in Rwanda, I hope most of the African countries, including us, can look at the cleanness and environmental uh, consciousness that is in Kigali, Rwanda. Also, some, it, it, it's one of those countries that's very Instagrammable. I just see a lot of those lovely photographs coming out of Rwanda as well. No, correctly. And you see, when you think of Rwanda, you will think that they have went through a lot. But like I said to you, John, it's a one country that has managed to come out of the genocide uh, for many years. You know, And that's how we should learn our story from the Rwanda. Okay, then we were talking about Israel a little bit earlier on. Kenya is starting to get, uh, they're starting to boycott Israeli brands. And this is coming from the young people. Remember, that is the talk that was in this country, John, at some point from uh, some of the opposition parties, EFF particularly, uh, when this war emerged. Now, the young Kenyans are worried because there's a relation between Kenya and Israel Israel and Uganda, and I think our listeners have not picked up, even if the war has been taking place between uh, Palestinian and Israel, but some of our countries in the East have been too loyal to Israel. Now, the young people are awakened in uh, Kenya that they are starting to do this boycott of products in Kenya that comes from Israel. This is another what you can call a pressure coming from the communities and from the buying power, and that's where Israel will definitely, and as you were talking to Naeem, I was thinking of how uh, for the first time UN invoking Article 99 to deal uh, with the humanitarian situation in the Middle East, John. But it started in Africa in the 1960s. 2023, we are invoking Article 99. But I think the one of boycotts is relevant for the young people of Kenya and of the continent to deal with those who are prosecuting ordinary people, young and children of uh, Palestine and the Middle East. Yeah, there's, uh, there's that Jewish community in the east of Africa that we, well, I tend to forget. And I guess this is part of that, right? Correct. That is part of that. That's the beginning of Zionism in Africa. And you'll mm-hmm. recall even how Idi Amin dealt with them in Uganda at some point. Um, but like I said to you, having been to Kenya also, I've seen some of the remnants and the signs of that Israeli Zionism was in Kenya, Nairobi, the land of the Dankimati. What happened today in history? Ten years ago, I don't know you will recall this, John. I was in Madagascar, actually, and it was the burial of the founding and the former president, Nelson Holitlatla, a.k.a. David Mozamai, Nelson Mandela, who was buried on this day ten years ago uh, in Kunu. There were said more than 4,000 people joined in that funeral, but only 450 were allowed to go to the burial site because as a former head of state, he had to be given that right to privacy of his family. So it was an important day, John. You'll recall the 5th of... This month, uh, 10 uh, 10, uh, days later, that's where 
Tata passed, but he was buried on this day, a very momental day. And as you know, Eastern Cape, it appears December is their month. Uh, Zahara will be buried next week, John. Very sad moment to lose this young one who also had a, an inspiration that she drew from Nelson Mandela. Africa Sipo Mantula. Thank you very much, Tabo Mbeki, Africa School of Public and International Studies at UNISA.